This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 8.36 a.m. You are listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokhtar with Philip C. In half an hour, we have the opening bell where we check out how Bursa Malaysia begins the trading day. Uh, but before that, we're going to turn our attention to the higher education sector, specifically looking at the impact of foreign universities uh, in our industry. So Malaysia has tall ambitions to become a global hub for higher education. And I think we can see the establishment of foreign university branch campuses that really have been uh, mushrooming over the past decade. Uh, this is part of that vision. Currently, there are about 10 campuses representing prestigious institutions from Australia, the UK, Ireland and China. Notably, many of these universities rank among the top 100 in the QS World University rankings and offer programs identical in structure and content to those available at their home campuses. So will the presence of these foreign branch campuses usher in substantial transformation in Malaysia's education landscape? So for some thoughts on this, we have on the line with us Dr. Sharifah Munira Al-Atas, Independent Scholar and Deputy Chair of the Malaysian Academic Movement, also known as GERA. Dr. Munira, good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, so as mentioned, Mal- Malaysia currently accommodates 10 branch campuses of foreign universities. Uh, we have them from Australia, China, the UK, Ireland. How do you see the entry of foreign universities shaping the country's higher education landscape? Uh, Good morning, and thank you for having me uh, on this program. Um, In my opinion, I think introducing more diversity uh, into our higher education landscape, it's a very good thing. Um, Currently, we we have um, our own public universities and a range of, of private higher education institutions as well as international branch campuses, or, or what we refer to as IBCs. Um, such diversity actually drives healthy competition, um, which, is, which is always a good thing. It's always good because in an ideal world, competition often generates higher quality, a higher quality of pedagogy, of research, um, publications, intellectual debates, and and generally credible graduate outcomes. Mm. So the, the to answer the question, yes, of course, we should continue to diversify our higher education landscape, but while maintaining our focus on quality and being open to reform to achieve higher standards. And Doc, can you help us contrast how do foreign university branches in Malaysia stack up against local institutions in terms of their academic offerings and graduate outcomes? Okay, uh, very important question and and maybe um, open to a lot of debate. But quality-wise, I I feel the IBCs are are clearly ahead of most of our public and private universities, um, with some exceptions, of course. Um, The the foreign campuses here, mainly uh, predominantly the British and Australian um, IBCs, uh, they are actually branches of already established universities with with already credible international standings. And uh, for examples, um, Nottingham, Monash, Harriet Ward, these are some of the very credible um, universities abroad. Uh, and let me mention too, Xiamen University of China is also an established and very credible university with a branch campus here in Malaysia. So if we... Even if we compare them to Malaysia's top five um, public universities that we have, 
The IBCs are definitely of better quality. And let me elaborate on what I mean by better quality. Uh, there are several indicators. Um, one is that these universities have greater academic freedom. Granted, some of Malaysia's private universities, such as um, Taylor's and, and HELP, maybe UCSI and even Inti International University, all these private universities might also encourage more academic freedom, but one cannot compare this to the IBCs. Um, another indicator would be that there is more classroom discussion, greater debate and exchange of ideas. Um, I think one last third indicator is that academic staff are given more time uh, as compared to local universities, time to develop their research profile. And this is enabled not um, by not pressuring them to teach all the time uh, or the pressure to up the enrollment numbers. So uh, these are some of the pros that I've mentioned, but if we have time, can I just elaborate a little more about some negatives about the the IBCs. Please do, um, Manira, yes. Okay, uh, well, let's let's look at, at academic staff, all right? Um, now, let me, let me also say that more research has to be done about this point I'm about to make, um, which is the general level of academics or lecturers who are sent or um, from abroad to Malaysia or who are hired at the branch campuses here. Uh, the general level of these academics seem to be significantly lower than at the parent campus. And one of the arguments in support of IBCs has been that uh, this idea of bringing world-class education to your doorstep. Mm. Um, and this discourse of world-class or transnational higher education, it silences other important discussions we are not having about the actual quality of the teaching that goes on at the branch campuses. Um, so I guess my point basically is there is doubt as to whether the branch campuses are, are held in equal esteem as the parent campus, or um, are they merely, uh, for lack of a better phrase, dumping grounds for lesser quality academics or non-performers who are sent overseas? So uh, this is something to seriously think about. I, I think we need to have that conversation. Okay, so again, uh, looking at quality and, and whether we are actually getting what's on the label or, or a different version, a different lesser version of that. I'm curious, um, Dr. Munira, because we look at our... Um, uh, lower uh, low primary and secondary school education, right? And there's this discussion that goes on about a, a, a two-tier system coming up because we've got our public system and also the uh, private and international schools coming in. Is there a similar discussion happening in higher education with the entry of all these foreign university campuses? Will Are, are we worried about a kind of two-tier system about who gets to access which uh, higher education institutions, for example? Okay, I... I um... You know, let, let me let me answer this by by using China as an example, all right? Uh, and the fact that we do have a Xiamen University here, and maybe there's talk about setting up another Chinese university in in uh, Sarawak. Mm. Um, in my opinion, Chinese academe has advanced very quickly in many fields, and um, even their academics have learned English to, to quite commendable standards, okay? So today, Chinese scholars 
globally are, are very visible and they participate in international debates, etc. Mm. Um, now, in, in my field, in strategic studies, in international relations, um, Chinese academics have actually published some amazing work uh, in the area of IR theory. So having more Chinese branch campuses here in Malaysia could be a very good influence for our own scholarly development. Mm. Um, okay. Practically all IR programs in Malaysian universities uh, still stick to a very Eurocentric or American-centric IR. And it, it is very um, atheoretical. Uh, whereas in China, um, there is a new school of Chinese IR which is developing. So it says a lot about the caliber of scholarship in mm. China that is developing and that we could could uh, benefit from. Mm. Um, and, yeah. And generally when I hear, it's of course good to embrace this diversity of thought and approaches. I wonder in your view, right, with these foreign universities, presumably it adds to the brain gain as opposed to the brain drain? Uh, I would say it adds to the brain gain. Um, you know, taking off from my my last point, um, we, you know, we are in Southeast Asia, which is um, quite a volatile area when it comes to the South China Sea and, and geopolitics. Uh, and again, it's from my point of view as uh, an IR uh, scholar. Um, we, we have a lot to learn of different approaches to how we look at foreign policy and and IR. And if we in, import or, or get more foreign university branches to be in Malaysia and share their perspectives, this can only be an added advantage for a small state like Malaysia. Um, provided, you know, we, we, we also reform and are open to change in our own public system. So I would say there's a lot more brain gain than drain, um, provided we are open to, to new ideas. Mm. And um, Malaysia seeks to raise its foreign enrollment to 250,000 students by 2025. I think uh, what we have now is currently around 170,000 students, perhaps. Do you see the establishment of foreign universities as a strategic measure to reach this goal? And what else should the government be doing if we want to attract more foreign students to Malaysia? Okay, I think I'm going to take off from your last point, mm. which is my pet point, <laughs> my peeve, pet peeve. Uh, the other actions that the government should take, um, you know, this has already been highlighted many on many occasions uh, by the scholar activists like myself and, and even by my colleagues at Gara. Um, we need to desperately reform our universities. You know, how are we going to attract students, whether locally or regionally or globally, unless we improve the university campus experience? Mm. So, um, you know, by this, I mean, we need to encourage more open debate. We need to allow uh, students to interact freely with scholars of diverse opinions. And um, we need to also encourage lecturers uh, to be more engaging with their students yeah. instead of, uh, yeah, we have to abandon this top-down culture that is so prevalent. Um so I think the more students will enroll in universities if they see that the quality uh, of their lecturers are improving. Um, right now, as we have it, we have a growing cohort of uh, mediocre lecturers who publish nonsense and who 
indulge in academic dishonesty and who are unserious about advancing new uh, new knowledge. Mm. So I think this is the fundamentals are still un uh, have not been changed. Mm. You know, we need to reform the system. Munira, thank you so much for speaking with us. That was Dr. Sharifa Munira Al-Atas, Independent Scholar and Deputy Chair of the Malaysian Academic Movement, uh, GERA, talking to us about the impact of foreign uh, universities that are setting up campuses in Malaysia and really ending with the point that if you want to attract more foreign students, what you need to do is also make the academic environment good for local students. So yes. really just improving Malaysian Everybody, higher education yes. overall. She clearly didn't mince her words there about, I think, the important to make sure that the academia actually deliver a certain quality right because you're right you can't really deliver high quality you know education for foreign graduates if you don't deliver high quality education for local graduates in the process so while it's good to celebrate i think the proliferation of foreign university campuses and i think she made a very interesting point about even they bring a lot of diversity Mm. within themselves it's so important that you, you fix also your local university campuses as well. Right. Uh, she talked about just the environment, uh, both for students and also for lecturers. What kind yeah. of environment is needed to actually enable uh, all uh, parties in education to thrive? Uh, a lot of soul searching, a lot of reflection still needed uh, in terms of policy to get to those aims. Uh, but we are coming to 8.50 a.m. Uh, let's head into some messages. We will come back to look at the corporate headlines uh, with names such as AMMB, Sarawak Plantations, and more. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.